pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It's Monday. It is November 8th, and this portion of the program is not your imagination. It is getting colder. The heating season is here. Folks, let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're thinking no gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. I want to repeat that. At 107 on this Monday, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory, authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Do you know for over 55 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. Call JKL Engineering today at 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Call JKL, 401 351 7600. Well, folks, good afternoon. As always, visit the website. Right now it's 107 on this Monday. Visit the website, depetro.com. And don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought by realtor Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based out of Cumberland. Call Pat today, 401 474 5253. Do you know Pat? Over 20 years' experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Give Pat a call. Experience Realtor. You know, there's a direct link at the website to Petro.com. Whether you're thinking of buying or selling and just want to check in with her and say hello. Folks, yeah, this is a great market as far as real estate market right now. But if you have a professional who knows what they're doing, that's why you want to contact a professional like Pat Elston. 401-474-5200. 53. All right, let's go to some of the sound that we have. Starting with now controversy, I recognize that a lot of people, uh, what am I going to uh, play right now, that they don't like John Carl. Now, I've interviewed John Carl. I interviewed him at a Trump rally. He has a new book out, Betrayal, the final act of the Trump show. And he makes kind of a startling uh Revelation. I want to play this. This is John Carl. He claims that at the very end, President Trump was so upset with what happened, he threatened to leave the Republican Party. First one, John Carl, who's here with an exclusive scoop from his new book, Betrayal, the Final Act of the Trump Show. John, this is something. It really is, George. And this it was one of the very last acts of Donald Trump as president of the United States. Angry and angry and vindictive, he told the chairwoman of the Republican Party that he was leaving the GOP, he was creating his own competing political organization, and that he didn't care if the move destroyed the party that brought him to the White House. On the morning of Joe Biden's inauguration, Donald Trump left the White House early, becoming the first defeated president to refuse to greet his successor in more than a century and a half. 
before boarding Air Force One for the last time, Trump threw himself a farewell ceremony, complete with a military band and a big red carpet. His family was there, but only a handful of his aides and congressional supporters showed up. So, have a good life. We will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just minutes after he boarded the plane and waved goodbye, Trump took a call from Republican Party chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. In my upcoming book, Betrayal, the final act of the Trump show, I report that Trump told McDaniel he was done with the Republican Party. This is according to multiple sources familiar with the conversation. I'm done, Trump told McDaniel from his office on board Air Force One. I'm starting my own party. You cannot do that, McDaniel told Trump. If you do, we will lose forever. Exactly. You lose forever without me, Trump responded. I don't care. Trump's attitude, according to a source who heard the conversation, was that if he lost, everyone around him deserved to lose too. Over the course of the next several days, Republican Party leadership told Trump and his team in Florida that if he left the party, they would take steps that would cost him millions of dollars. They would stop paying his legal fees and they would take the Trump email list, an asset Trump makes millions on renting out to candidates, and give it away to all Republican candidates for free. By the following week, Trump backed down and decided to stay with the Republican Party, but only after he saw that leaving could cost him dearly. And George, just a short while ago, the RNC, the chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, issued a statement denying this report. What I have to tell you is that denial is a lie. I spoke to multiple people about this, including a direct witness to the initial conversation with Donald Trump and direct witnesses to the subsequent conversations. I want to read you a couple of quotes uh, from those from those officials. Uh, one said that when Ronna McDaniel said that you will destroy the party, they described Trump's reaction this way. He didn't care. It was a punishment. He said exactly then you guys would lose forever. And then another official who was involved in these subsequent conversations where Trump was warned that if he did this, it would cost him millions of dollars, uh, said to me, uh, we will make it impossible for you to raise money or to make money. The bills you have, the legal bills and whatnot that you have asked us to help you with, you won't get any of that. This was a heated, intense series of conversations that lasted over four or five days. And you can prove they happened. One of the ironies here, though, is that even though Trump showed no loyalty to the Republican Party, was willing to leave the Republican Party, his bond with Republican voters is stronger than ever. It's it's really an amazing uh, circumstance because he was saying here that he was ready to destroy the party. His attitude was that he had lost the presidency. It was because Republicans didn't fight hard enough uh, for him, and they needed to suffer. They needed to be punished. And, you know, I, I had my initial conversation with Donald Trump for this book back in March, just about a month and a half after he left the White House. Um, it was uncertain what his role was going to be in the party. Now, fast forward to today, and he is the indisputable leader of a party that he threatened to destroy. Now, folks, I... Um some people may shy away from away from that. I, I think he was upset. I think he was upset. I I don't think he feels that way now. But someone asked me earlier, do I think that? I, I think it's possible. I think that's possible. I know some people immediately, that's a lie. That didn't happen. I could see that. He was fuming with what happened. Um, a lot of people were. However, it is time to move move forward past that. It is. Um, I also want to mention, though, a lot of states are improving their voting. And right now at 114, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. 
I, I'm going to tell you right now, let, let's, let's remove President Trump from the equation. Rhode Island has a voting problem. Mass to some degree, a lot of people in Massachusetts vote in New Hampshire. They either ski home or summer home. They know that the Democrat candidate will win in Mass, Massachusetts. So they vote in New Hampshire. Um, in Rhode Island, it's the voter rolls, it's the early voting. In Rhode Island, there are, there's not a few illegals on the voter rolls. There's thousands of illegals on the voter rolls. Uh, the, the Rhode Island Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. Totally separate than President Trump. I'm telling you right now, where I believe this is going to blow up is in the Democrat primary. Next August, September, in the Democrat primary. Because Nellie Gorbia, that's her entire strategy of winning. She's not raising a tremendous amount of money. She's raising some. She doesn't have big name recognition. She doesn't, she hasn't really done anything. She doesn't have any big piece of legislation that got her a lot of notice. What do I mean by that? I'll give you a I'll give an ex- a good example of that. At 115 on this Monday was when when Gina Rumbundo became general treasurer, she announced the state had to go through pension reform and she got it done and it put her on the map. Now, as much as it made her some enemies, it also got her some fans. But my point is she had a major piece of legislation that people took note of. Gorbea hasn't had that. Gorbea gets a free ride for the media. No question about it. Yes, she does. But she does not have the most money. She, she will. She's not even going to be the only woman in the race, by the way. But she's counting on the voter rolls. She is. Nellie Gorbea is counting on the voting rolls. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 116 on this Monday is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Now, two different things. Number one, why not clean out your home, your garage, your attic, whatever, your unwanted belongings at Brothers Disposal? They'll deliver a dumpster right to your driveway. Give them a call today. Call Brother Roland. They're also on Facebook. Come on, brother. It's Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Good morning, brother. Or they also offer weekly trash collection services for your business. Call them and look for that purple dumpster. You can find them on Facebook, purple and yellow. And the reason they're purple and yellow, as Roland told me, is that when they bought them, all the, the, uh, the dumpsters were purple. So, Brother's Disposal. Now, I also want to play, President Trump was on Fox and Friends this morning. And, or they were discussing him. And I think they cautioned him and were telling him that he needs to tone it down. He needs to tone it down a little bit. That's what I've heard. Set of Fox and Friends reaction who's President Trump's plan to reveal his plans for a second term. So, and they talked about it. And they, listen, they're fans. They are absolutely, no one can say, that's not the liberal media. No, come on. I mean, we're talking about Fox and Friends. He used to be on there prior to being president, prior to even, prior to running for office. President Trump was on Fox and Friends a lot, and then he would watch them and then uh, would appear on there. He, He, I'll tell you, President Trump did more for Fox and Friends let me find it. Then, uh, uh, then anyone, I would argue. 
So, uh, but even they are telling him, you got to tone it down a little bit. Folks, the question is, do you, do you want to just, as, you know, and I know some people know, let, listen, it's all about winning. It's all about winning. Um, if, if, if you're not, I want to play this. If, if, if you don't win, what's the point? There's no point unless you're going to win. So apparently they were telling him, you maybe just tone it down just a little bit. And I, I will also say, and I know some people, um, how about the FBI is looking into the situation in Houston with Travis Scott? Wow. Whew. The FBI is providing technical assistance, but the lead is with local authorities in Houston. Oh, boy. That's not a good situation. All right. I want I, I just saw where I have it, though, of uh, Fox and Friends. They're cautioning him to tone it down a little bit. I'm not sure why it's not. Here we go. Okay. He may announce. Oh, hold on, folks. We're going to play it right now. Fox and Friends caution. He needs to possibly, he needs to tone it down a little bit. You can't ignore what happened in Virginia. I repeat, you can't ignore what happened in Virginia. That guy, there, there are some people that are big supporters, but he won in the suburbs. And he won with suburban female voters without President Trump. So I want to hear this is... Um, I believe Fox and Friends uh, talking about it. Here President we go. President Trump tells Fox News exclusively he will probably announce his 2024 plans after the midterm elections. The former president saying, quote, I think a lot of people That's will be very year, happy, frankly, with the decision. A lot of great people who are thinking about running are waiting for that decision because they're not going to run if I run. When asked about potential running mates, he said there are a lot of good people thinking about running. So it was too early to comment on the matter. And those are your headlines. Big news from the former president. Let's see what he does. Yep. Thanks, Carly. Thanks, see you guys. Yeah, I probably met like uh, 1,500 people over the last five days. Uh, almost everybody's asking, what do you think President Trump will do? I think it's the most common question most uh, out there. To? Now we're about to find out, it seems. Say they get Did answers? most people want him to? Um, yeah, but they, uh, I saw a lot of people say, yeah, but he's got to tone it down. Mm-hmm. It can't be the same way. Everyone's got to get better. I think the president's got to get better. Had to have learned for the last four years. You know, that he, that's Brian Kilmeade. He, who I've met, that, that, he is not wrong. He is not wrong. Uh, you got to adapt. Politics is adapting. Politics is you can't just keep doing it. That, that's always the way that we've done it. Can't go that way. Nope. Got to adapt to it. Um, I don't think that that's bad advice. I'm not saying he would listen to the advice. But now, I also want to go back to White House, Pete Ducey. Is there a discussion about giving people? So someone that went through the process and came here the right way, are we going to start giving new citizens money? Why would we give people money? Well, then why are you giving people the money that, that came here the wrong way? Let me go to the sound. I'll tell you, he does a good job. Pete Ducey. At the White House. Here we go. Any kind of discussion about giving people who are coming here the right way money? 
why would uh, why would we be giving people who are coming here the white right money? Why are you giving people who came here the right? I, I mean, but I I don't understand the the, the question. How do you is, not understand? You're saying that, that we should give we should we should give people just money who are coming through. I don't understand the question. You're giving people who immigrated here illegally. Like I said, like I said, that's the Department of Justice. That's you're going to have to ask them that question. Folks, they absolutely are. They can try to deny it, but they absolutely are. Um, and, and, and it shouldn't be, by the way. Absolutely should not be doing that. Of course they shouldn't be doing that. What? Biden yells at reporter being asked about payouts to families separated after the illegal border crossing. He can lie all he wants, but they are paying them. Here we go. And you said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. You said get it straight. You no. said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. The number was what you had a problem. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now here's the thing. Sure. If in fact, because of the the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. You lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. Who, who said that that, that happened? I no idea. I have no idea. Yes. DOJ negotiating settlement. Uh, that, that is ludicrous. How many people actually fit into that? I want to hear that again. families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars The number was what you had a problem. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child, it's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. Yes. Well, at least he's being honest when he says he has no idea. Because I, I agree with that, as a matter of fact. Folks, good afternoon at 124. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I want to go to yesterday, the Sunday shows. Terry McAuliffe ran against President Trump. Glenn Youngkin did not embrace Trump. So you have now this Donna Brazil. I don't agree with her, but she's totally wrong. Yunkin is not President Trump. To try to pretend that he was is just foolishness. But that's how basically the campaign went, which is basically you just keep saying that someone is like Trump. And then you think everyone believes you. Let's hear. This is yesterday on ABC's This Week. Here we go. Hold on. I'm going to get to the infrastructure bill and the good news for Democrats, but I, I want to talk about Tuesday. The president recognized that passing that sooner, the infrastructure bill, might have helped there. But what's your take 
on what happened Tuesday? Well, you know, I haven't done a full autopsy. I'm, I'm just afraid to go into the funeral home right now. But I can tell you this much. Uh, uh, Terry McAuliffe ran against Donald Trump. Glenn Youngkin ran away from Donald Trump. He ran harder. He ran harder in the suburbs. He ran harder in the rural counties. He ran harder in areas where Donald Trump didn't do so well. It was a classic ground game that I think uh, allowed him to overcome Terry's lack of message and the fact that uh, he had a significant headwind. Look, there's this notion that Democrats needed a wake-up call. We've had that wake-up call. We just don't know what time it is. And I think the time is uh, we need to be more unified when we go before the American people and tell us, tell them what we're doing and not about the sausage making. Now, she is, I think she is somewhat delusional. I think she is uh, somewhat delusional, folks. I do. Uh, folks, good afternoon. Right now it's one twenty-six. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Woman 22 charged with DUI crashed into two state police cruisers. Yeah, I think she's going to have some problems. McKee announces relief effort to help Afghan refugees resettling in Rhode Island. Terra cells. I want to play the uh, Channel 12 piece from Saturday, which was just a joke with these North Kingstown clowns allowing these naked fat tests to go on. Folks, I, and, and this business of President Trump's probably going to announce in a year from now, I so much could happen. Let's wait and see how this plays out. All right, let's hear. This is the uh, piece regarding the um, school committee. Protesters gathered outside a North Kingstown school committee meeting. This, the school officials have met behind closed doors in the wake of a scandal involving the former high school basketball coach. He's accused of getting some students to strip naked for so-called fat tests. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brittany Schaefer. The revelation has launched an investigation by the attorney general's office, and some parents are demanding top school officials to Sign. Target 12 investigator Tim White was there and is here now with the developments. In a two-page statement sent to parents after the meeting, the school committee says while they have no information that indicates any member of the school administration acted inappropriately in response to the allegations, they have voted to continue their investigation to see if that remains the case. Here we go, Jim. After six hours behind closed doors with the North Kingstown School Committee, Superintendent Philip Auger declined to answer questions. Uh, Mr. Auger, um, can we have a minute here? I don't have a statement right now. We have statements. No, that's okay. Uh, we we sent no, statements to the think, community. But I think the community would Sorry. like to hear from you. Well, we have sent a statement to the community. Yeah, but I'd like to ask uh, you a couple of excuse questions. Me. What did you wow. excuse me. Excuse me. The day began like this. Protesters calling for OJ and others to resign. They gathered ahead of an unusual school committee meeting on Saturday morning that was called to order. This is a meeting of the North Kingstown School Committee. I need a motion to open the meeting. In the parking lot. Then the committee members disappeared into the building for a marathon closed door executive session. A move that did not sit well with many who were there. So we have a right to be here. This, this this seems like a big old cover-up to me. And, uh, you know, 
for this to go, yep. you know, and get brushed under the, under the carpet, someone's got to be held accountable. Yep. The meeting comes in the wake of a Target 12 investigation where former student athletes came forward to say for years their basketball coach Aaron Thomas would have some of them stripped naked to conduct so-called fat tests behind closed doors. Friend. We loved this man, you know what I mean? We trusted him. He was our kids' basketball coach. He was the comms teacher, which is a super popular program in the school. You feel like the school department let the community down? Absolutely, they let the community down. On Friday, Thomas was fired from his new job at private Catholic school, Monsignor Clark, where he landed a teaching job after resigning North Kingstown in June. The principal at Monsignor Clark says they were never told of the allegations. I'm appalled. I mean, they, they knew that allowing him to resign was going to basically allow him to go get another job. Yep. Thomas has repeatedly denied our requests for comment. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim Very nice job by Tim White. Very nice job. Now, folks, there's more. Boy, I hate stories like this. Former Boy Scouts camp staff are charged with molesting boys in 1986. Yago Scout Reservation was arraigned. Richard McGrath sexually assaulting a male victim under the age of 13 in 1986. Ugh. How much more of this is going to happen? Let's hear this. is the Channel 12 story. Right? Scout Reservation, which is a Boy Scouts camp, has been indicted on a charge of second-degree child molestation. Ah. 50-year-old Richard McGrath of Charlton, Massachusetts, accused of sexually assaulting a male victim under the age of 13 back in 1986. He was arraigned today in Washington County Court and granted bail. Folks, again, the progressives say there's nothing wrong with men and young boys. Just remember that. They claim there's nothing wrong with it. And that just encourages a lot of these groups. So those that feel, you know, you're a progressive and you want to go along with the program and let's not judge anybody and love is love and everything else. They're claiming that there's nothing wrong with that. How about the Biden approval rating now? Just 38 percent. What a joke. Wow. Now, as far as... um. The North Kingstown situation. There could be more. There could be more people out there that are doing this at a school, and that's why they need to be called out. Uh, I want to go to this is the Channel 10 NBC 10 package on the protest that happened Saturday in North Kingstown. Again, that we did cover. You can see some of the footage on the website to petro.com. Um, let me see. Here we go. North Kingstown amid serious allegations against a former boys basketball coach. This morning, the town's school committee held a closed door meeting in the Ah. wake of these accusations. NBC10's Tyler Dumont was there. At an unusual Saturday morning session, North Kingstown School Committee members stood on a sidewalk and voted to meet inside behind closed doors. Meanwhile, a crowd of protesters gathered outside, calling on some committee members and the superintendent to resign. The meeting was scheduled in the wake of an ongoing investigation into Aaron Thomas, the former longtime boys basketball coach, and his alleged so-called fat testing of students dating back decades. They had information that that nobody disclosed, it sounds like. 
That's not how it should work. No. According to the school committee, one former student who contacted the district in February reported the fat testing involved them getting naked. And in at least one session with a coach in 2006, the student alleged they were touched inappropriately. The Boston Globe has reported the testing was conducted near young athletes' private areas, with some telling the paper they remember Thomas asking them, quote, are you shy or not shy? I knew that my sons were going for that, but I didn't know they were being asked to strip naked. I was devastated because I've known the coach for a long time. Thomas resigned from North Kingstown in June while on administrative leave, but went on to be hired as a social studies teacher at a private school in Wakefield. The principal of that school said on Friday that Thomas had since been fired and accused North Kingstown administrators of withholding the, quote, allegations, investigation, suspension, and planned termination of Thomas. After their meeting Saturday, the North Kingstown committee took no questions from the media or public, uh. but released a two-page statement saying in part, Today, the school committee is unaware of any information that indicates that any member of the administration acted inappropriately with regards to this investigation. It went on to say that investigation would continue to determine if any actionable information regarding violation of district policies came to the attention of the district administration prior to 2021, and if so, what, if any, appropriate action was taken. The Rhode Island Attorney General's Office has also launched a criminal investigation. Reporting in North Kingstown, Tyler Dumont, NBC 10 News. Very nice job. He's a good reporter. Folks, good afternoon at 1.34. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipetro.com. And then find me at, by the way, uh, there we also then have, um, you know, links to Facebook. We have links to our YouTube page. Uh, we have a lot of different links to all our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and um, I'm still figuring out TikTok a little bit. All right, let me uh, let me just see this. Tonight, if I, Tim White has the latest report, ongoing investigation, new details you won't want to miss, says um, Ted Nisi has tweeted that out. They're really hyping this. Sounds like another rough week for the McKee administration. Well, I, here's what I think, without knowing everything. I would imagine that what they're going to do is they're going to present even more information about uh, the links between Governor McKee and this group. And I don't I don't think that's going to be positive. Um, I, I don't think I don't think so. I think, if anything, it's going to show more coordination with Governor McKee and this, you know, the, his friends that that started this ILO group. This, um, I, I think that's going to prove problematic. I think that's going to prove problematic. You know, and to their credit, folks, Channel 12, they have done, they do very good. That's kind of their niche, the Channel 12, Target 12 investigators. Do they actually have sound on this? 12 investigators broke first. Federal relief money used to award a lucrative state contract to a brand new firm with high-level political connections. Now we've obtained hundreds of pages of documents, emails from the highest offices in state government, shedding new light on what led up to this multi-million dollar deal funded by you, the taxpayer. Contract controversy, a Target 12 investigators exclusive. You know, they're, they're really hyped. <laughs> I don't think they'd be hyping if, if they didn't have something there. 
I'll say that. I don't think so. Um, I would tend to think that the reason Channel 12 is hyping that is they have some more info. Trump to probably announce U.S. presidential run after midterm elections. I think that's interesting. Let me just uh, quickly read this. Um, although, I, I don't In an interview with Fox News, former President Nikita Blakely to run, uh, boom, 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 probably won't make the announcement until after the midterms, after the trouncing, all eyes in the coming year. Um, he's left the door open to not running. It doesn't mean I will. It's probably appropriate, but a lot of people waiting for the decision to made. A lot of great people think about running. I'm going to wait. Um, the, well, you can name a couple, right? With, um, you know, first of all, Mike Pence, although I don't think he's really a problem. Um, Chris Christie, right? Maybe Nikki Haley, uh, Governor DeSantis, Mike Pompeo, who now, even though Pompeo was saying it doesn't matter, whether or not the president runs, he would still be running. I'm not sure if I, I don't think I believe that. I, I don't, well, what is the point, right? What is the point if if you're going to get your clock cleaned, as a matter of fact? Um, I, I don't, they may say that now, but I think, I think he clears the field a lot. If he does, if he does run, we're still not sure about that. Um, let's see. Now, this one I'd like to play. Bill Maher tears apart woke professor for criticizing parental concerns about critical race theory. The only problem is, um, I I can't, we can't play it just because some of the the language. But I do want to go to CNN, Newsweek editor, explains the media response to the race in Virginia is literally the reason... he run. What, is, what you're describing as bad news. Uh, how did it shape election results on Tuesday? So my, I felt that uh, Tuesday was a really good uh, advertisement for my book because my book is arguing that a lot of this conversation around wokeness is actually about class. Mm. We are hiding a class divide in America. We are hiding the just disgusting levels of income inequality in America. We are hiding the total dispossession of the working class of all races by focusing on a very highly specialized academic language around race. Mm. And I think what happened, you know, Glenn Youngkin's victory was a perfect example of this. The media's response to Youngkin's victory is literally the reason that he won, right? How did they oh, respond? There's a hundred medias, a hundred reactions. You're, you're being pretty overly generalizing, I think. Let me, let me get more specific okay. for you, okay? Because okay. I have to say, I have to admit, having watched CNN all week, there's been a lot of very, very, very good genuflection on this front. Um, but what happened right after the election was you saw host after host after host on MSNBC saying, oh, this is a victory for white supremacy, right? White supremacy wins again. Racism wins again. When, you know, the lieutenant governor that Youngkin won with will be the first black woman to hold that job. When Glenn Youngkin managed to flip majority black districts, when he managed to get between 40 and 50 percent of Latino voters, are all of those people white supremacists? Of course they're not. They're people who are worried about, number one, the economy, right? And number two, schooling. And it seems to me it is such a self-own to tell people who are worried about the economy that that is white supremacy, right? Mm. You are essentially criminalizing the views of working class Americans. And you saw the same thing with the conversation around critical race theory, right? You saw all of these 
pundits being like, these people don't know what critical race theory is. That is not um, a political statement. That is a class statement. Hmm. They are not educated enough to be opposed to critical race theory. How dare they oppose it? Wow, that is a very, very strong statement by the Newsweek editor. Uh, trying to explain, and she's exactly right, by the way. Folks, good afternoon at 141. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Lawsuit accuses Drake and Travis Scott continuing performance. The crowd became more, became out of control while the crowd mayhem continued. Uh, we'll have more on that with um, our legal expert a little bit later in the, in the, in the week. Biden approval rating sinks. Public disapproval higher than ever. I think it's going to, I think that's going to continue. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Now, meanwhile, Governor McKee um, this morning they had they were all excited about these refugees from Afghanistan. All excited about that. Uh, Jumping with joy. Isn't this fantastic? Rhode Island is such good people because we're bringing in these uh, refugees from Afghanistan. Let's hear. uh, Oh, the sound is not good. All right, forget it. All right, we're not listening to that. Um, it just still seems to be more of the same, as a matter of fact. So, folks, good afternoon. It's John. De- oh, it's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website depietro.com. The um, the big news is is really what's going to happen with the Biden administration and going forward. With the Biden administration going forward, I don't think they're going to have the big wins that they think they're going to have. I'll say that. Remember, visit the website to Petro.com where we have, folks, we have a lot of video from Saturday. And also, if you want to see, you know, the situation of Providence College with that riot. Um, this is also one of the problems when... When you treat crime as we're not good, we don't want to offend anyone. And around Providence College, they're the ones that started identifying or not identifying criminals, I would, I would say. Instead of saying, for instance, look at the video I have on the website, topetro.com. You can see there's a young black guy with a hood and a mask, and he goes up and he throws something and smashes into the car. Now, I'm describing what I'm seeing in the video. He looks like, I don't know how old he is, but a, a young black male. Providence College won't use that type of description. They don't even like using gender. They'll just say a person went up and smashed the window. They're partly to blame for that whole thing. Because then the, the goons and thugs and punks and criminals around Providence College know that it's it's like it can be a free for all and they're not going to do anything about it so if you haven't seen it it's atrocious and but there there's a problem and i think i think that this goes to the way that pc 
has been treating crime, which is they won't even say young men, right? They won't even say young young men. Um, they just they just say that there were two individuals, two individuals that were there, and then therefore that's what happened. So, now folks, it's one forty-five. Again, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I want to go back to, I know there's a lot of talk about it, but I think James Carville is exactly right. Now, I also want to play, though, how about when um, the the price of gas, is that going to go down at all? Listen to the response on uh, talking about the price of gas. I may. In Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. This is, is the U.S. Energy Secretary. Cartel. That cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. So, you know, the interest. How can she laugh? The U.S. was completely self-reliant. We didn't need the other countries. We didn't need them. We were completely self-reliant until this this group came in. Now, I want to play. This is AOC. Terry McAuliffe lost Virginia. Why? Because he wasn't progressive enough. Here we go. Plus, on the election front, I actually think we have good news as well. I know that Virginia was a huge bummer. And honestly, if anything... I think that the results show the limits of trying to run a fully 100% super moderated campaign that does not excite, speak to, or energize a progressive base. And frankly, we weren't even really invited to contribute on that race. Plus, why he was dancing up on the stage. All right, let's listen to Carvel saying stupid wokeness. Uh, what went wrong? What went wrong is just stupid wokeness. Don't just look at Virginia and New Jersey. Look at Long Island. Look at Buffalo. Look at Minneapolis. Even look at Seattle, Washington. I mean, just defund the police. Lunacy to take Abraham Lincoln's name off of schools. I mean, that people see that. And it's it's just really have a suppressive effect all across the country. The Democrats, some of these people need to go to a woke detox center or something. They're expressing a language that people just don't use. And there's a backlash and a frustration at that. You know, he is, again, the reason I keep playing it is he's right on the money. This is James Carville saying, as far as these progressives, they're not popular around the country. We got to stop. We got to get. We got to get off of this. These people have got to understand they're not popular around the country. People don't like them, and they're voting because that's the only way that they can express themselves and how much they disagree with this. And, and again, I, I go back, and it's not just Virginia, New Jersey. It's literally everywhere, up to and including Seattle. And there's a real lesson here, and it, it can be corrected. 
But they got these people have to understand. No one, you're not popular. People aren't riding a car with you. They're not riding next to you in the subway. You're you're annoying people, and they got to. I love that, folks. I do because most of the time, and again, that is James Carville. He doesn't care, right? He does not care in any way. He, no one is going to tell him. He knows politics. So, um, so as much as now the media, they, they, they're not going to, you know, get into a big argument with them about it. And people like AOC, they don't like hearing that. But the fact is, um, he is absolutely speaking the truth. Absolutely speaking the truth. Um, Boy, a lot of people are upset with Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay or former Green Bay quarterback. Uh, But I want to also get to folks that, you know, let them keep arguing that there's no critical race theory. Parents know that's not a response. That that's 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 not a response. If you just keep saying that. There is no critical race theory. Well, that that's not that's not an answer. Um, that's that's not satisfying the parents. The parents know what's in. Um, the parents know what's being taught in the schools. They know what's being taught in the schools, and you know what you approve of and and don't approve of. So they can argue all they want. Um, Alec Baldwin's daughter defends Travis Scott. What what, what is this? State Farm maintained size with Aaron Rodgers after vaccine comment. You know, they weren't showing his ads last night. I was watching that Packer game against Kansas City. Um, They were not showing maybe he's still with State Farm but they seemingly pulled the commercials they absolutely were pulling the commercials now we are also going to follow the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that's going on right now folks I think I think now the the latest argument where they're running into trouble is they're trying to argue that he Kyle Rittenhouse he provoked the rioters and looters who were trying to attack him. I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's gonna work. I'm also seeing a trained paramedic shot and wounded last year in Kenosha. Testified he pulled out his own firearm and believe Kyle Rittenhouse was an active shooter. All right. I can understand that. I can understand that, but um <laughs> that's funny. Biden to visit Port of Baltimore. And somebody put a picture from the wire. I like that. The uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, this is interesting. Commerce Secretary Raimondo is in Chicago to talk about border reopening to vaccinated travelers. So there you go. That's in the Chicago, the Chicago uh, Sun-Times. So they are trying to turn it around. They are absolutely trying trying to turn it around. But folks, I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't see how they're going to turn around because I don't think that Biden is physically up to it. And his staff is so weak, right? From Mayor Pete 
to how about the fact Ramundo immediately started changing her tune. First, she was saying that they were going to stop it or improve the supply chain situation. Then they immediately said, well, that they shouldn't really be involved with it. Now, the court, though, is blocking the vaccine mandate. Justice Department is going to defend the vaccine mandate for private companies after the federal court uh, decided about it. So that part, I don't know. What I do know, though, is whatever you're doing, why not this week make sure, and if you go to the website, to petro.com, you'll see the link for Tavolo, T-A-V-O-L-O, Wine Bar and Tuscan Grill. Authentic, innovative Italian cuisine. You can check them out online, TavoloWineBar.com. Three locations, Providence, Smithfield, and Warwick. Delicious food also. Leonard, they have an incredible wine list. But Providence, Smithfield, and Warwick. Indoor, outdoor dining locations and ours. Uh, Tavolo Wine Bar in Smithfield, 50% off bottles of wine on Mondays. Pop in and see them. And uh, the food is just delicious at Tavolo. So, folks, right now it's 154. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I also want to, again, just remind you that I, I am curious to see what comes out tonight in this. Channel 12 is really hyping uh, a story that they have more in depth regarding, as they call it, the contract contract controversy. So I don't think that this bodes well. I don't think this bodes well for Governor McKee. Because if it did bode well, I don't think they'd be hyping it. I think they'd be saying they wouldn't be doing anything. There'd be no follow up. They'd have what they have. But they received a lot of documents and they seem to um, believe that they're certainly going to further the story. So that is um, that is it's definitely something to watch. And again, folks, I think the investigative work that they've done has been uh, very, very strong. I also, you want to talk about where people are just lost. I'm seeing a piece that was written for the Boston Globe Every Rhode Islander should have a voice in our government, including residents who are incarcerated. Written by the guy from Common Cause. What are they talking about? What? How do you control ballots going in and out of the ACI? That's what his focus on. Even if you're in jail, you should, you know, not lose the right to vote. What, what exactly are they talking about? I'm going to disagree with that. I I don't think that a lot of people would support that. I don't think a lot of people feel that way. I think they're alone in in thinking. I don't even know why someone would think that that is even like a big priority for for the public in any way. But so be it. Now, folks, Monday Night Football tonight. Remember, if you're listening right now on this Monday, it's 156. You want to watch the game somewhere? I highly recommend pop in, see our friends at End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Don't forget on Friday and Saturday, they have karaoke. It is clean. They also on Sundays have the NFL ticket. Clean, friendly place, family owned, End Zone Sports Pub. Pop in and see them. I was there just a couple, uh, two weeks ago, 
always a good time. Nice crowd. Dana runs a great place. Stop it and see them. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, as I mentioned, we have a lot of info on the website, topetro.com. Check it out. We also have different links, support some of our different advertisers like the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Wark. A great meal, great meal, a feast, if you will, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop in, Jim and Company, biggest bar in Rhode Island, but they have a great menu, something for everyone at the Coesed Inn. Now, who else did I want to mention? Um, let's see. Don't forget. You want to protect yourself and your family? Well, the thing to do is stop in and see our friends at Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Look for them on Facebook, Tanya and Frank. They have tactical gear, pepper spray, Surplus Provisions. Look for them on Facebook, and they are one mile from Garden City. Uh, This unique store is like no other store in the area. People drive in from Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Surplus provisions, tactical gear, body armor, pepper spray, food storage, everything you need. Keep you safe, your family safe. Stop in and see them today. Now, it's one fifty-eight. Coming up, we will have the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. So, big news um, across the country, folks, is just... Um, the Biden administration, they're trying to get their footing. I don't think this other big spending plan that they want, I don't think it's going to be successful. They were successful in putting this infrastructure bill to go forward. But as far as this big, high spending, progressive uh, bill, I, I don't think they're going to be successful with that. I want to remind you to visit the website, topetro.com. Now, don't forget when there's breaking news, we're there live. We do the live stream with the Facebook page. It's John DePetro Show. And we then post a lot of those videos on the website, topetro.com. So, folks, uh, that's going to be coming up now. We're going to be back tomorrow at 11. If you miss any part of the show, you can log on at topetro.com. And then under radio show, we have them all listed right there alphabetically, whether it be Rhode Island This Week or Piner Navarro or many of the other guests that we've had. Listen, it's chilly out, but it's dry and it's sunny. Enjoy this Monday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Again, stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And then you're going to hear the uh, John Dion program. Again, um, Again, if you want to reach me, Visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and then just click on Contact John. There's an uh, easy way to reach me, get a hold of me. So, hey, huge Patriot win yesterday. Patriots are on their way back. WNRI Winsocket.